This is the SDGs in Me podcast where we invite you to be a change maker in your community. Hello everyone, welcome back to the SDGs and Me podcast, a podcast by Vijana Tipo Initiative in partnership and the great support of the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, particularly Solferino Academy. My name is Grace Nekesawaswa, the host of this show, and I'm really excited to be having these conversations with you as we've been talking with different SDG champions from all over the world. I am excited to have yet another conversation with a change maker that is going to inspire you. And I, I promise you, you are going to be so inspired. And that's the whole goal for um, the SDGs and, 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 me, and me podcast. So without wasting further time, I want to introduce uh, my guest. My guest today is Udit Singal. I hope I pr pronounced the name well. He is the founder of Glass to Sand. I'm going to let him uh, talk about it um, in a few. He's also, and this is so inspiring, he was the youngest UN lead, young leader for the SDGs in the year 2022, uh, this year, 2022. And so he has a very, very inspiring journey and is going to be talking to us about the role of young people's investment in achieving the sustainable development goal. Udit, welcome to the podcast. Please feel free to introduce yourself, what you do. I know I may have uh, not introduced you fully. Let us know what you do and what glass to stand does, and then we can dive into the conversation for the day. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for having me at this podcast. It really is a pleasure to talk to you and and the audience who's listening in. I, as I'm, as I'm, um, I'm sure Grace already introduced me, um, but I'm Udit Singhal. I'm 20 years old currently, and I come from from New De from New Delhi, India. I'm a social entrepreneur, an artist, um, and a golfer from India. And I currently live in London, where I'm a, a final year student at UCL, where I study a course called Management Science. I am, of course, the founder of Glass to Sand, as, as Grace rightly put it. And Glass to Sand essentially is a zero-waste ecosystem that I conceived at the age of 16 back in India to address the growing menace of glass waste being dumped into the landfills, where, they won't where glass bottles won't decompose for a million years. And, you know, it's it was really an honor for me that in September 2020, the United Nations selected me as one of 17 young leaders for the SDGs, recognizing uh, my contributions to sustainable development. And, you know, as part of that role, I deliver keynote addresses at global conferences and strategize closely with, with various international organizations to mobilize um, effective youth climate action. Fantastic, fantastic, and congratulations on everything that you are doing with it. And I just want us to dive into the conversation um, today. Our conversation, our topic is the role of young people's investment in achieving the sustainable development goals. You've been on mm -hmm. that platform. You have been, um, you've had the great opportunity on sitting at on the table with uh, people and great leaders in terms of strategizing and all that. I just want us to go a few steps back. Your personal mm -hmm. journey as the UN, um, a UN young leader for the SDGs, and this 
would entail how exactly you got here as uh, as such a leader and what that did for you as an SDG champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, it all started, um, you know, when I was a high schooler, I was only 16 years old back then um, in India studying in high school when I stumbled upon glass bottles starting to pilot at home. And it was just curiosity that led me to ask why research then led me to find that collection of glass bottles for recycling had become unviable because of the multiple, um, you know, regulations that had changed with the requirement to register under the new tax regime requirements of large space constraints that glass brings and, and high transport costs to recycling facilities. And what you really end up, ended up seeing was that empty glass bottles started to get mixed into all sorts of solid waste intended for dumping into already scarce landfills in India where they really won't decompose for a million years. When you talk about plastic, it's a thousand years that it takes to decompose, but glass doesn't decompose for a million years. And it was at age 16 that I had uncovered this looming crisis in India, which was very, very unknown unknown to a vast majority, especially policymakers and administrators within India and, and of course, across the globe as well. And it was despite, you know, having minimal real world experience at that age, I decided to really channelize that solution driven mindset that I bring into founding glass to the sand, crushing these glass bottles into commercially valuable sand and repurposing it for sustainable construction and you know today it just so happens to be plugging the major gap that is identified uh, in the recycling of such materials such a problem doesn't only exist in Delhi where I discovered it but it's across the globe only about 60% of glass ever gets recycled across the globe with the rest actively getting dumped into the landfills and so it, it was really a, a shock and a surprise to me when a long-standing practice of glass being deemed sustainable was was really shattered in my in my head when I find out that you know um, glass doesn't get recycled and it it isn't as sustainable as people claim it to be. It is only sustainable if recycling is happening and and recycling takes place at a very high level um and and so to my surprise this was the problem that i discovered i found it too difficult not to act and to sit back on a um on a problem that really is unknown to many right and and so that, that you know formed the basis of of my contributions to sustainable development, you know, a, against all odds today, Gloucester Sand, with Gloucester Sand, we've already crushed over 50,000 glass bottles uh, into sand, saving over 200,000 kilograms in carbon emissions by crushing them into, you know, over 30,000 kilograms of sand. Uh, you know, this has all been possible by a network of 500 plus collection volunteers that we've had active on the glass to sand network 
and support partnerships that we've set up along our journey with diplomatic missions and institutions in Delhi. You know, thanks to all the extensive international media coverage that we got, you know, millions and millions of views uh, across different channels. And, and that really, you know, helped us find a footing and, and make people realize that such a problem exists, but not only stop there, stop at a solution, show a solution to such a problem. Uh, you know, I've, I've been always a big believer of talking less and acting more um, and and a big believer in solution driven mindsets taking the way. I'm not a big fan of of protests and, and what they bring. I rather, you know, intend to talk, uh, in, intend to walk the talk and, you know, deliver the results through my work. And, you know, it was because of all all of this, you know, as a pretext that I was very honored to be selected, of course, by the United Nations, um, you know, as one of 17 young leaders for the SDGs from around the world. It was an application process of over 10,000 applications that went in, 17 people selected um, at the end. And, you know, that role, as as you, you'd like me to share, that role has really afforded me today the ability to use my own experiences to galvanize and encourage a wide spectrum of people, an entire generation of young people towards solving the world's most pressing challenges such as sustainability and, and climate change. And, you know, as, as part of this appointment, you know, I've had the, the honor of strategizing in person with the likes of the UN Secretary General, uh, Mr. Guterres, the UN Deputy Secretary General, the Special Advisor to the UN on, on climate change, uh, to, you know, even the UN Secretary General's Envoy on Youth, to then the CEO of, of the UN Global Compact, among a lot of uh, other high-level UN dignitaries and organizations across the world to really, you know, come together and encourage solution-driven youth-led climate action. And, and that really has been my journey so far. Um, it's It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to work towards a cause that I am so close to and to be able to affect real change in the world, even if it was at a very young age when usually the perception is you know, on focusing on the fundamentals and and not looking at at solving challenges just yet. Fantastic. Your journey is one to be admired. I mean, from an idea that you started as a 16-year-old is now receiving international media coverage, 500 plus bottle collectors, that's something that is absolutely inspiring and one one something that um we we as young people need to learn from so there's a lot to unpack from what you've just said uh, but i just want you to kind of give us an idea or, um so that we can have that pictorial uh, uh vision of how exactly the glass is transformed to sand because I find that so creative. It's so creative and so innovative and that you thought of, of that. I think that's really brilliant. In a few words, how does that happen? 
So it's an it's an innovative technology that's now made in India that crushes these glass bottles into fine silica sand. And that is a very fast process within five to 10 seconds. One bottle gets completely crushed into really fine sand that, that, that can then be used by local construction agencies, you know, in construction activities from making concrete to bricks and uh, and the rest. And, and that's really the process that initiated Lost Sand. Wow, fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. So you've had the opportunity to, as you've said, strategize and, you know, have conversations with very high level UN leaders, global leaders. And I just want to ask you, what can young people bring to the table? You have been at the table yourself. And so in terms of advocating for the sustainable development goals, what can they bring? How can they bring it to the table so that it can create more impact? You can share that even from your experience. Sure. I mean, you know, in this make or break decade for our planet, I think I very strongly believe that young people's commitment and contribution in leading a very solution-driven change towards a cleaner, greener, and a more habitable planet for our, our future can be very pivotal in deciding the fate of our future, right? As I had already mentioned to you earlier, for me, it really isn't about optics and acoustics. And I don't really ever want to be another nodding head in a numbered strike or draw attention through blank signposts, right? And instead of simply talking about challenges, my work focuses on affording real solutions to the world's biggest challenges to affect real-time change in the world. And, and that's why I admire the work of thought leaders who can afford real solutions to the world instead of talking um, about, you know, problems and get lost in talk. You know, I, I do sincerely believe that entrepreneurship is, is a very important tool linked with innovation to critically... Um, address not only the, the climate change challenge, but, you know, other global challenges that we face today. And in this regard, the youth, you know, our future really uh, must take uh, a proactive stance to make society cognizant of the dire need to adopt a circular economy. And together, we need to innovate to amplify solutions. And, you know, I strongly believe that the youth is already equipped with the necessary skills to make this a reality, but needs to be nudged in that right direction to make that start. Uh, you know, I, I notice how today a lot of young people, even after coming up with potentially revolutionary ideas that can solve, you know, the greatest challenges that the world faces today, they're often very nervous to act on these ideas. And, you know, through my journey, I have learned myself that you can't just wait for something to happen. And to the youth, I say, you know, take a proactive stance because unless you're Newton, it's unlikely that that apple's going to fall on your head. Opportunities, what, I, what I'm getting at is that opportunities don't really magically appear and you have to lead them your, your way. And in terms of, you know, past experiences and and best practices that I have learned through the journey uh, that I've had so far in, in, you know, 
navigating through these different challenges, navigating through life. It's been to be more observant of your surroundings, to ask questions actively, and more importantly, to actively listen, right? To the youth, I say, look to identify problems, but instead of being bogged down by them, try to think of how you can actually remedy them, right? Don't ever, also don't ever be afraid to seek support. Seeking support really is a step in the right direction. And finding a good mentor will always leave you in a good stead. And, and remember most of all, that self-belief is extremely key. Challenges ex exist everywhere and with any and everything that you do, but you must never really stop believing in yourself. And that really, you know, gives you the courage to work up um, two different solutions. And, and it all, it all starts with a start, you know, the power of actually starting rather than, rather than being stuck in an illusion of ideas is very, very powerful. It's, it's a very important trait to carry. And I think, you know, these are really some of the foundational steps that the youth can really take to make their ambition to change the world more tangible. And if, of course, if I can do it, anyone can do it and everyone can do it. Fantastic. Um, what I hear from what you're saying and extremely brilliant um, ideas that you've sh you're sharing. Um, I love that you've talked about we don't need to get stuck, get lost in the talk. The action needs to be done. We can't get lost in the talk. You've talked about um, innovation and the circular economy, and you have brought the fact that young people need to be nudged in the right direction. And I, I totally agree with you. And that opportunities don't magically appear. You have to lead them to your way. And so that, that means that for us young people, we need to be more observant and we need to be able to identify problems and finally believe in ourselves. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and now we have already established that young people, it's capable and we, young people are capable, sorry. And as you've even mentioned that, that you were able to achieve all that, you were able to create impact and do all that. Now, in the social impact world, in the SDGs world, in the change maker world, there can be some challenges that are caused by lack of intergenerational dialogue. And sometimes it's because the older generation some may, may not embrace the ideas of young people or the younger people may not embrace the ideas of the older generation. And so I want us to talk about how intergenerational solidarity is important when it comes to achieving any the sustainable development goals or anything in the social impact world and how exactly can we go about it? And even as I bring that question, I am um, reminded of how you have been able to engage with very high level panel, I mean, very high level leaders in the UN. Um, all of them, most of them have been leaders that are from a different um, generation. So maybe you can share with us how that intergenerational solidarity is important and how we can go about it. We really must start to recognize that the challenge of sustainable development 
be it from climate from the climate crisis to to zero hunger to ensuring access to quality education to clean water and sanitization that battle that that we're facing today and we continue to face isn't really a fight that any one individual a community the young generation older generations a governing body or an institution can really fight alone right all who occupy a space however large or small on earth must have equally vested interests and an equally important part to play in restoring the habitability of our planet you know to that respect intergenerational solidarity becomes key not only to alleviating small challenges but to the largest challenges that we face today you know the key to achieving this this intergenerational solidarity really in in my perspective lies in building bridges you know be it through people initiative initiatives ideas to create a common ground where younger generations meet older generations a common ground where enthusiasm meets experience a common ground where diversity leads to synergistic ideas that create a stronger stage for a more rounded achievement of sustainable development in the world you know one such answer to the how might lie in mentorship and even reverse mentorship you know young people being given an exposure to real world challenges that older generations have faced given the the wealth of experience that they have with a view on how really the youth can overcome such barriers that they might face in their in their later stages in life learn from the experience that the older generations bring but then with reverse mentorship older generations also being kept accountable for their actions and being pushed towards the right direction of action you know the youth is so powerful with the enthusiasm and the ambition that it brings and the the extreme creativity with which ideas are brought to the world by the youth that the older generations can really learn and and you know what i'm really trying to get at is there is to there is something to learn from everyone and everyone can you know bring together their assets in their own way to really create synergies and and make action happen right international solidarity happens when everyone is more tolerant uh to listening to perspectives it, you know the the older generation often gets the flack that young people's voices aren't really represented and that is today changing you know young people fought for the longest time to get a voice at the table it is still in its nascent stages that young people are now being recognized for for their re revolutionary ideas and for the work that they're doing to solve challenges um but of course it has been a struggle um you know there is that that perception that the young people because they they lack experience aren't able to make informed decisions and informed narratives and that really today is changing with young people being more informed than ever thanks to uh, to the advent of technology about different 
uh, roles and activities. And and now that there's that realization that the older generation does need to, of course, bring the youth into the discussion um, and, and, you know, chart the way forward from there. You know, I, I heard that at COP27 for the first time, the youth got its own pavilion to share its ideas on the climate and uh, and work towards solutions with um, the older generations, the the people who are today at the helm of of the biggest corporations in the world and and who hold the power to make um, change happen. Right. So we are in the step. We are stepping towards the right direction with intergenerational solidarity and and it really is key to achieve um to achieve our goals with sustainable development with the sdgs and really to to chart a way forward which is a lot more tolerant and and peaceful um if if i may put it that way Amazing. And indeed, there is something to learn from everyone. Every generation has something to bring at the table. And, and I agree with you that if we work together, uh, we will achieve more. Thank you so much, Rudit. That has been such a learning, um, I could say a learning conversation. I've just listened. Normally, I normally have the conversation, but um, I have really learned a lot from you listening about your journey, listening about what you've done and the insights that you've been able to share. I mean, I really, really, I am very inspired. Now, as we finalize, I'd like to invite you to just share a parting shot that you have for young people, um, a quote, something that has motivated you that you'd like to pass on to any other young person that feels like they want to start something. Maybe they're the same age um, as you were when you started um, Glass to Sand. Well, I'd just, I'd just leave the youth with the message that really the opportunity exists you need to fight for it you need to lead opportunities your way you need to create opportunities they don't magically appear out of thin air and you need to have you know the courage to work up um you know the start to to really present your your revolutionary ideas towards um towards the center stage and really the key is to start be be more observant ask questions and finally listen and and self-belief of course has always been key um and and i can't emphasize that uh more wow Thank you very, very much to everyone that's listening to us today. The message is that you need to start. You need to have the courage to put your idea out there. And as Udit has rightly put it, opportunities don't magically appear. You need to be able to put yourself out there. Thank you so much, Udit. This has been a very good conversation and we are truly honored that we had you, had you on the podcast today. And to all our listeners, please take home whatever Audit um, has shared with us today. And you can share this message with your friends and your networks and to all the change makers that are part of the SDGs and me community. Thank you very, very much. <laughs>